Hello, everybody. Here I am once again for another episode of the Issues Program. Sorry for the switches of times for anyone that's listening to this live. Sometimes I like to alter the game and go at different times a day. It's kind of like going to the bathroom. Sometimes I just let it flow when it's convenient for me. Sometimes I hold it too long and I feel like I have a whole bunch of shitload of stuff to stay and I'm just going to explode from inside my bowels or inside my urination cycle. And that's when I know I have to come out and talk to all of you fine individuals and give you another issues program. We're here again. For I think this is episode 27 with The Land of Ash, I believe. And I think we'll just call this episode, episode 27. But sorry about uh, Thursday for not coming on live on Thursday. I ended up having to work. And today, instead of going in the afternoon, I needed to go on a little adventure to the doctor's office. Yeah, yeah, nothing nothing exciting. You uh, got to go 50 miles and pay a whole shitload for a copay and stuff like that to just find out I have gas. Yeah, I have gas. Like I was like, couldn't, you, couldn't I have told you that? Couldn't the people that have slept in beds with me in the last couple of weeks told you how bad I smell? And I have to admit, that's where I'm still attached to my childhood a little bit. Well, there's many places where I'm still attached to my childhood. By my small penis that's the same size it was when I was 12. The fact that my ears are the same size as they were when they were child. When they were a child. When they were a child. When my ears, those two things. When those two things were a child, they were very young and very inexperienced in what they would listen to. <laughs> be all sorts of outrageous stuff. They didn't know what to say. They'd be, oh my God, Phil, you're so stupid. Eee. And in the 80s, one of the best insults was calling someone queer. But you didn't mean gay. You meant, or they meant, because I didn't actually get to call anybody this. They used to just call me that. That I was soft. You know, not quite as hot edge as some guys. They'd be like, you know, Phil, you're so queer. They'd be like, Oh, okay. What, like, what does that mean? Just because I like hanging out in beauty parlors and like dressing and wear and looking nice. I was a metrosexual before metrosexuals existed, but now that I just turned myself into a dirty hippie, as anyone who's listening, watching on the live monitor can see. Hey, everybody! And I see that we do have a few listeners. Thank you, thank you for tuning in this week. <laughs> you are listening to the issues program, and if you want to join in the fun, you can. You can call in 781-990-8509 or you can or you cook or you can email me. Let me see what that is. The issues program at gmail.com. Tweet at me at I got issues man. But preferred is call or text if you have anything to say. And if you don't want to talk, you can just leave a message. And I will listen it listen to it. A little bit later. I don't know. Everything I'm saying today has a little bit of a double. But it could be added to that gas thing I was telling about. So so it's amazing how the gas can make it feel like anything. It isn't just gas. It's Your body feels like it's going to explode with disgustingness when the gas or the stomach problems happen. You see why Kurt Cobain put a shotgun in his mouth and blew his fucking head off. Because stomach pain can be really intense and affect your whole body. So I was having some stomach pains. And I went to the doctor, and the doctor told me that I need to suck less cock. No. He told me I needed to go see a specialist. So we have, so we have a whole bunch of exciting new issues program dirtiness when I get to talk about my health issues next week. We all remember the glorious issues program that was all about a colonoscopy. 
We have that wonderful dental one that swore my friend Nate off my show forever. <laughs> he, he talked to me. He was the very first listener in the very first issues program at Salem State College on WMWM. Uh, the first person that listened to any of my show was uh, Nate. And when I was a little stuttery in the first half, I mean, I'm always stuttery, but I was even worse so, where I was like, ah, oh, okay. I used to have the cassette. It was pretty interesting. It was just like, hey, everybody, I'm here to do a show, and and this show is going to be a good show. I've listened to Frasier a bunch of times, and I've wanted to do a show for months. No. For years, and here I am. Rock me like a hurricane. Folks, I am doing my show. Watch me right now with my hippie hands. <laughs> no. And uh, and I think I, I played some TV on the radio because I was like, okay, since I can't manage to pull even the slightest bit of coherent sentences together, I might as well play some music. Hmm. Anybody have any requests? And Nate wrote me over IM that I should play TV on the radio. But then I had a dental episode where I think I talked about very, very detailed about my uh, root canal experience. As I like to share all my medical experiences with you guys to get you excited and ready for it as they come. Because no matter what you get done to you, what you get poked, what you get prodded, what you get penetrated when you're at a doctor's office, whether it's your pee hole or your nose or your butt, they always give you a cookie or a lollipop. So it's always worth it in the end. You always get that positive thing. <laughs> so, oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I went to the doctor today. So here and there, keep an eye out for, for some changes to issues stuff as I need to take care of a couple of medical issues. I won't trouble you with the exact issues. I'll, I'll joke around about it a little bit. And when I actually know something and we get to a point where I can talk about it and shed any light on the situation, I will shed it. I will shed it. But instead, I want to shed all my evil shackles today and think about a positive experience. More with my, about my family. I, we got some really good news. Remember, my family was getting some scary tests, some scary tests that could have p potentially given some, you know, uh, troubling news in, of a long fight ahead of something. But fortunately, those uh, results came back very, very positive. Not positive in the bad way, positive in the good way. Not like, oh, yes, I'm positive. Not like, oh, yeah, I was on Survivor. I got all the, everyone wrote, wrote down my name. I should have won. No, not that kind of positive. Positive as in proactive, <laughs> as in pro, not con. Yes, C. Oh, that's not a C. It's backwards. C. I can't even do a backwards C. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. <laughs> blah blah blah. Time to eat some spaghettios. <laughs> so yeah, so got some positive news, and it's always good to get positive news, especially when you're used to shit news. <laughs> so I'm I'm very excited. I'm in a good mood. And everybody, this is the time of the show. It is 6.20, which means it is 4.20 somewhere. Anyone listening live, maybe it's 4.20 when you're listening to this. It is time to start your hippie activities. I'm going to start promoting this shit. I don't care anymore. It's not. It's decriminalized in my state. And it's soon to be legalized on some level. So I'm not hiding in the shadows anymore, folks. 
please, please listen to your Grateful Dead and your fish and your string cheese that's in CDs right about now. Yeah, smell that. It smells like victory. It smells like the government just being low. You know, we can, dude, dudes, like, like we smoke weed. So how can we, how can we stop people from doing it? That's just such bullshit, dude. Oh my God. It's just like smoky central in this place. Fucking issues, dude, man. So yeah, tonight's all about playing video games and doing hippie activities. So of course... Yesterday, which was fr- Thursday, November 15th at 11.59 p.m. No, So I guess today, today being Friday, was the release of the PlayStation 4. Bum, 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 PlayStation 4, PlayStation. It's about that time. And next week, next week, is the exciting release of the Xbox One. As I'm talking like that, because I have that half hiccup, half burp thing going on. <laughs> it is so it's so I was in mid thing. So so as I'm trying to talk, it goes. I know it's disgusting. You don't want to hear about it, but but it's happening. So you need to deal with it. It's the truth of life. Would you rather me be all bullshitty here and be like, "Hi everybody, this is time for the issues program, and we're gonna go to each new story and blah. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't. I don't have the power to do that. I do have the power to keep a little bit more organized of ideas sometimes than I used to when I used to scatterbrain about something ridiculous and then go off on a different tangent. I, I mean, I'm sticking the story here. Thank you, Breaking Bad Podcast. But yes, the PlayStation 4 came out yesterday, last night, today. However you want to define define being released, it was released at midnight or whatever you want to call it. I know midnight technically is the next day, but personally, I don't think it becomes tomorrow until the sun comes up. And I know that might be very Jewish of me. I, I look at the sun setting and the sunrise. And I don't know. But to me, I understand that midnight is the next day, just like Sunday is the beginning of the week and everybody knows it. But Monday is the beginning of the week. Yeah, I'm arguing about this. We're going to Podcasting 101. So Podcasting 101 here, talk about something that you know. And what I know is the fuck that Monday is really the first day of the week. Sunday is the last day of your weekend. I understand how it is in, you know, with God and days of rest and all that sort of shit. I get it. Saturday is the day of rest, the last day. But in reality, Monday is the first day. And Sunday is the last day of the weekend. And 12 midnight isn't the fucking morning. It isn't the morning until, mm, I guess, 1 in the morning because you actually say 1 in the morning. You don't say 12 in the morning. You say midnight or 12.03. I get 12.03 in the morning. There's got to be at least a 5, 10-minute period of time that stretches out the day. <laughs> the point, though, is that The release of the PlayStation 4, the next generation of video consoles, has finally arrived again. I mean, the Wii U arrived last year. And that is a next-gen console, what the fuck you want to say about it. So what if it's... Because, I mean, we'll get into this in a second when we talk about some people's reactions to it immediately. And I know the system hasn't really been 
worked into and you can't see the full potential of what the graphic capabilities and what the gameplay capabilities can be until people developers have years and years to work on work with the hardware so i understand why at least the jump each generational jump is becoming less and less in some ways i in my opinion that the jump from 360 and ps3 type graphics until into this generation isn't that it isn't going to look shocking to your eyes in the way that, say, from PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 2 just made you go, shit, shit your pants. And then even more so from, from Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64, that age, that age gap. Playing a fucking Genesis and even getting the attachment to the Sega CD who his, history hasn't been too kind on. But the first couple of times you, see, you saw someone boot up Sewer Shark... It's easy to make fun of it now, but playing that and seeing live video on your game console, it was it was shocking to the system. You're not going to get that kind of attitude right now. It's not going to look that much of an upgrade. That's where I'm saying, like, when people are like, oh, the Wii U's graphics are last generation's graphics and blah, 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 blah. First of all, it's not. And even if it only was a slight upgrade, that, that's the peak that you need. You just need it to be high definition and look good. And I think... I think if Nintendo had properly speculated about the time frame of last generation's console cycles, they they would have at least added a hardware bump in the similar way that they did with the N64 with the expansion pack to add HD something, some sort of ability to to do something. Because it just makes the Wii seem very, very dated at this point. But I, I mean, I still play Wii games, but it's visually they are tough to look at, especially when playing Wii U games for the last couple of months. When I go back to play Wii games now, I'm like, oh, I really noticed the non-high definition, especially on high-definition televisions. So it becomes even more, more the norm. When I first got my Wii, I was playing it on a tube television, and then for a little while, a mini black and white television. I remember playing. Uh, playing uh, Twilight Princess on a small black and white television, as crazy as that sounds, through a VCR. So with the release of the PlayStation 4, the generation of video game consoles has arrived again. You know, it's about time. Players have waited too long for this technological revamp. A system's lifespan is usually five years before it reaches obsolete, <laughs> before it becomes obsolete and is succeeded by a flashy or more powerful device. But for the last eight years or so, the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 have proved more resilient than expected. And the systems evolve with software updates like Kinect, Copy Nintendo, PlayStation Move, even bigger copy of Nintendo. Still, this time comes as only one answer to release a new hardware. So, Killzone, Shadowfall, Need for Speed Rivals, that's a couple of the games that came out. Now, there is a graphical leap with the PlayStation 4, but as I was mentioning, it's not as pronounced as it once were. Visually, the details, from what I can see, are sharper. The effects are more realistic. Players will appreciate how light filters work better this time. And, like, say something like the branches of a tree look much more detailed. And, and similar weather effects, things like that. Like, subtle, subtle things that happen within summer game, in some games. Summer games. Summer games, Olympic sport game. Say it would be raining. But in a game like a racing game where it's raining or you get some natural disaster type situation on a big scale, sometimes those graphics are throwaways and they spend all the attention on, on cutscenes and on certain details here and there. 
but when you when you're upgrading to this level, you can spend a lot more time on the subtle touches in a similar way with yep, bringing it up again, Nintendo what they did with the new Pikmin game where you can really see the peak uh, or the the fin the the peak of the iceberg sticking out of the water of what can be done and what's going to be able to be done in this next generation with really paying a lot of attention to subtlety of a lot of tiny things going on and having lots of detail so i'm really excited uh like yeah branches of a tree will marvel at weather effects racing through traffic it seems that every pixel of these games has a stark clarity that past consoles just couldn't render other game developers, such as the creators of the new game Knack, uh, want to impress players trying to capture a Pixar-like-esque quality and graphics. Unfortunately, uh, the early reports say the game isn't quite as good. It doesn't, it doesn't quite have the same, same fun level as, say, a Mario game or, or, or like Ratchet and Clank type style games. When it comes to gameplay, none of the games uh, that are out so far show anything really innovative yet I, that was really supposed to be for Watch Dogs. With that being pushed back, another of the main uh, PlayStation, PlayStation exclusives coming out right away. It's not launching with an Uncharted game or anything like that. Uh, there, for me, there's no real urge to jump out there and get one right away. I mean... If I was in a position, which I might be in a couple of years, where I'm lucky enough to possibly get access to some media copies to review stuff, then I might purchase one knowing that I would be able to play all the games in some cycle. And even so, it's still a little out of my price range, and I want to see how playing both consoles, the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, feel, and then make my decision on what my... Uh, extra console is going to be this generation because as I've mentioned many times on the show I'm I got a Wii U I spent decent money on it getting it on launch and I also recently got another 3DS so that Stephanie and I could both play 3DS games against each other mainly for Pokemon initially but of course for further games so I just bought so I'm really running with Nintendo this generation uh, with their handheld uh, first Nintendo handheld I've owned since Game Boy Color, so I really want to play all games as they come out on 3DS, which is one of the most popular systems out there right now. And I have big faith, as I mentioned before, in the big end to come out with some of the most fun games this generation because that's what it's all about for me. It isn't about all the bells and the whistles, and there isn't a game yet on either system. Obviously, the Xbox One isn't out yet, but there isn't a game coming out for it at launch that are must-plays for me. And I, in my video game fandom, not necessarily from a a uh, reporting standpoint, the, in that case, I will review anything and play anything and give it an honest opinion. But as a video game fan of stuff that I can take money out of my own pocket to pay for things, I put... And this isn't because of fanboyism. This is simply because of enjoyment factor and seeing over generations what I enjoy the most. I'm going with Nintendo because I know I'm going to love a Smash Brothers game. And if they actually get online right, it's the only free online service of the three of them. And online seems to work a lot better on this system. And Nintendo seems to have a great infrastructure in place for when they actually have games coming out that online's worth it. 
especially games developed by themselves. And the fact that they're swearing off any of the hardcore Nintendo company people working on remakes and just focusing on new games, I have a very, 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 very positive of the next year, year, year and a half of the Wii U and of what Nintendo will put out on, on both devices. But other than that, I'm driven to buy from games, not necessarily system specs. Through my life, what has driven my urge to play video games and buy video game home consoles is, is the fact to play specific games. When I, w- when I was a little boy, my initial interest in ga- video gaming came from Pac-Man. I've mentioned this in a, several times, playing Miss Pac-Man in arcades. I wanted to play it at home. So I freaked out, and my mother also had a real big obsession with Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. She, she actually, at one point in time, really wanted a, a Miss Pac-Man arcade cabinet in the house. But things didn't quite work out because of a couple of reasons, but it was on the table. There was like a small, brief period of time where I could have been one of those people that had an arcade car- cabinet in my house. But it didn't happen. I did, I did work in a, or mm, worked very part-time. My cousins worked more full-time in it, but in a sub shop that had an arcade machine that the owner was a neighbor of ours and he used to hook the machine up so you could play it for free. So and I could get to sit there for hours and hours and play games. It was one of those rare arcade machines that had Nintendo games on it. So it was kind of funny. It had uh Tecmo Bowl, it had it had uh, I wanted to say it had Super Mario Brothers and maybe like Adventures of Link or something. I mean that was way later in time, but so I played Miss Pac-Man a lot as a kid, and also Double Dragon in the arcade. But uh, Miss Pac-Man was the big early one, so then I got 2600. Then I think it was this game with bears. <laughs> it's hard to remember it, but I forget exactly what the game was like, what it was called. But it was this game with two bears on the cover. And that's what I wanted to play on the 7800. I was convinced that this was the game I wanted to play. And that's why I upgraded to the 7800 to play that one game. Then Nintendo, Legend of Zelda, made me want to get a Nintendo. Made me have to get a Nintendo. I remember I was at home playing my 7800 and I had this friend. Uh, we'll call him John. That's what, that was his name. <laughs> and, and I went over to his house for a sleepover. And he, slept, he slept over my house and we used to play Atari games. And he was like, uh, I don't want to stay here anymore. And I was like, what do you mean you don't want to stay here anymore? He's like, my dad got us this system, and it's just so much better than this crap. And, uh, and I just I, I can't get this game out of my head. And I'm like, game out of your head? What are you talking about? So I went to his house and slept, slept over his house one night. I don't think I left his house for another two weeks. And, and he was playing Zelda, and it was just the most incredible, immense, passionate experience that of my life and I was like having I mean a lot of kids talk about you know they're having that first wet dream this was like having my first wet dream of being like a Zelda oh my goodness and and then that kind of pushed me to buy what was my first system or at least a big portion of the price of my first system get to get the Nintendo excuse me because at the time being a kid I remember my parents being like you just got a new system. You just got a 7800. Why do you need this Nintendo thing? How much? It, it's not better. It's not better. You can't keep going back and forth like that. We had, you had the original Atari. Excuse me. 
You had the Atari 2600, and then you said you need 7800, and now this Nintendo, you just got this. <laughs> I was upgrading late. So I finally got it, and I remember saving up like half the money from a paper route that I was doing at the time, and and uh, collecting bottles and cans at, at uh, football games, town, high school football games and stuff, and I saved up. I don't even know how much money I saved up at the time. I want to say I saved up like 50 bucks or something. And I was like, oh, $50, can you pay the rest for Nintendo and blah, 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 blah. So I got the Nintendo and I played Zelda. Played Punch-Out, all those games. And then I just upgraded to a Super Nintendo because I was like, oh, okay, you get a Super Nintendo. This is one of the only times where I bought a system for system. Got a Super Nintendo. And then I went over a friend's house. And he was playing Altered Beast. And I loved Altered Beast in the arcade. It was one of my favorite games. I was like, Altered freaking Beast? You can play this on a system? Fuck Nintendo. And that was the very first time I sold a system. And I went to a, I forget where you sold them at those times, like a video game shop or something. Pawn shop. Mm. Sold my Super Nintendo. Got a Genesis. And then played all the Genesis games I wanted to play. Then I wanted to play Super Mario World and and Zelda: Link to the Past. So I sold my Genesis and got a and got a Nintendo. And then I wanted to play Sega CD games, so I had to get another Genesis and blah blah blah. blah and then Street Fighter, blah blah blah. And it was a whole back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Up up down down left right left right B A select start. It was all over the place. Till finally I settled, and just had both systems. Yeah, I did. And the list could go on. Uh, N64, it was, it was Ocarina of Time. I had to get it for Ocarina of Time. Uh, GameCube, it was Smash Brothers. Wii, it was, it, was, uh, it was Twilight Princess. And and yeah, and the Wii U, it's, I'm kind of buying it for the system and buying it to play whatever the next Zelda game is. To get away from what Skyward Sword was and... The fact of using using motion controls in a Zelda game. I really hope this game gets back to exploration and, and stuff like that. Um, not right now, if you're listening. I can I can hook it up right now. Let me let me open that up if you're listening. Here we go. So so yes, the PlayStation 4 is out and as soon as a game comes out for each either system that I'm hyped up for, that's when I will go out and purchase the system. And from now, I'll just watch afar as other people do it. I think the thing I'm the most jealous about with these new systems, both of them, and what seems to be the case, and again, where, where Nintendo is a generation behind in some ways in what they're doing, is all the streaming stuff. The fact of connecting in so you can stream right up to Twitch and stuff. That that's really cool. And and yeah, it kind of it kind of destroys the need for a whole industry of capture boxes and the people that are doing it. I think the biggest challenge will be for people that have done it in the past with quality wise is just to keep the audio streams in quality and the people that do their separate audio streams that are a higher quality rather than through the playstation microphones or the xbox microphones so yes so as of right now as if you were asking my skype is on if you'd like to uh if you'd like to join in the fun if you'd like to join in the silliness so yeah i've always been somebody that has bought 
based on system, um, based on game, not on system first. So it is exciting, though, the new context of a... The new context, sorry, I'm trying to multitask, which isn't my... Yeah, you can call. You can call, you can call when you want, big guy. <laughs> Do it. Do whatever you want. Let me see if I can read this. Touch me in all the right places. Uh, whatever, whatever's comfortable for you, big guy. I'm already uh, halfway through, so I'm on the, on the tail end anyway. Tick, tick, motherfucking tick. <laughs> so John C. Riley's going to be joining us in a few minutes to touch base, say hi, and, uh, and probably make fun of me for my innocence yesterday in one of the stories we're going to talk about later. <laughs> make fun of my childlike innocence. So yeah, so this is that's the PlayStation 4. I didn't want to talk too much about it because I don't necessarily have a system right now. There's a lot of people out there doing cool doing cool uh, playthroughs and, and opens ups and stuff like that, B- open boxes, the uh, yeah. unboxing. Boxing. I don't, I don't, well, I hear myself on repeat there. I don't know if you have me on your microphone. I'm, uh, I hear myself when I connect with you, John, there. So I have your volume down right now. That's the problem. Let's see. I got, you ba- I got your volume back up and I cannot hear myself anymore. Good. Oh, no, it's, it was fine. You didn't need to hang up. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of people doing unboxing. When did this unboxing thing become popular? I want to talk about John, talk that talk to John about that when we get I've seen some creative unboxing and I appreciate the whole thing, but I think it's a little overdone. Now everyone does an unboxing. It's I think it's I think it's a little bit overdone. I don't care about that <laughs> so much. It's not it's not something that really really is too too important to me. Like what something looks like through a box. As it, as it comes out of the box, I've thought about doing them before too, though, and I always get I always get frustrated because I rip open my boxes like an idiot. So maybe that would be exciting. The next thing I do, I'll do an unboxing just because it seems like everyone's doing it. So I have to, I have to, I have to come in. Oh, we've got a Skype call here from John C. Riley, or is he? Ca- no, he's calling in on the uh, he's calling in on the hotline. Decided to call in this way instead. Skype was working. Hello. Hey, what's up, John? Skype Skype was yeah. work. Skype was working. If uh, that's easier for you. It's Skype is easier for you. No, either one. It's whatever's easier for you. Skype was working. Whatever you did, you hit some switch, and then I couldn't hear myself anymore. So it. So whatever's easier for you. That's it's just pretty weird because whatever I was talking to you, your feedback, the way I was hearing you. Yeah, it was strange. Was, uh, feedback to you, so. Yeah, it was like that. It was du- double dip. As much as I have a huge ego and I like the sound of my voice and I can just listen to it over and over again, it was it was too much. It was it was it was overwhelming. I I don't, I don't like that. Uh, um, yeah. E- even even my my fragile ego that needs to you know talk all never the time. again never, never again never again unless we pre-test Skype we shouldn't do it that way. <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's just stay away from that. Exactly. So, do you have any? Uh, do you have any? Are you upset? Do you have any non-buyers remorse at this point right now? Not having a PlayStation Four? No, not at all. Yeah, me neither. I have no. I have no non-buyers remorse for the system because uh, it. You know, it's, 
it is around Christmas, and a lot of people are getting it before Christmas, getting that rush in there, trying to be the first ones. But it seems like the majority of people who are actually trying to buy the systems straight out are just hardcore fans, or the majority of people who like uh, streaming games online via like Twitch, or 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 the mo- or the worst case scenario, people. And I saw you battling one of these people online in a little bit of a flame oh. war. The people these these are the people that piss me off, and they're the people that ruin that ruin the concert industry, ruin sporting events. It's the same. Type of fucks that go out and buy these things not because they want the systems because they're trying to make a buck and they just pop them up on eBay. Scumbag. What we're talking about, King Baby Duck's uh, friend on Facebook was uh, talking about, I guess, PlayStation 4 coming out and he was complaining and bitching that uh, it's not even out yet. He wants to get rid of it. I'm yeah. like, it's not even out yet. Why are you? And he goes, Oh, I bought it to make money. And the guy was actually trying to get it for, he's trying to sell it for $1,000. Yep. And I'm like, you are never going to get that much. I don't care how big of a, this isn't like a, uh, a, a turbo man. This isn't like, you know, uh, that movie of Donald Schwarzenegger where it's like the, the game system is so hard to come by. It's like, forget about it, dude. It's like, you'll be lucky. I, I totally, I wanted to just light him on fire and just be like, you have got to be out of your fucking He's mind. not even the worst. I saw someone on eBay that, that put it up for five grand. Five fucking thousand dollars yeah, he was asking. who got an Xbox 360, no, an Xbox One beforehand, the guy before Moonlight Swami was actually trying to sell his for ten grand. I think that, I'm like... I think the problem comes is because of the nature of the kind of peak that the video game industry hit, I mean, it's in that era when the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 came out and the Wii came out, uh, that generation was so huge and and the stores and all the retailers didn't realize that video games were as big as they were at that time. So you got a little bit of that craze. So now people are just trying to think that's going to happen again. But it's like the people that bought the original Star Wars figures and they were worth money and then everyone had a bot, bought the second generations because they're like, oh, these are going to be worth money or garbage pail kids or whatever. And then the second generations and all that shit's not worth shit because because they I just saturate the market. The re-release of the Star Wars characters and all, uh, even the Kiss collectibles, the ones that Scott McFarlane came out. I worked at Spencer Gifts and I bought all those things. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna like totally put them in a package yep. and sell them. It's like they ain't worth. They ain't worth dick. It's it's the stuff that you never think is gonna be worth dick. That's worth dick. Like when I was a kid, I had this thing called the PXL. 2000 it was called and it was a fisher price video camera that recorded on cassette tapes and oh nice it was dude it was awesome and it you didn't need to be chromium dioxide uh cassette tapes and the video quality was shit i mean you can see some stuff on uh youtube for the ones that still exist and the quality is like really pixelated but it was but it was awesome it was video it was video yeah, and it official. was awesome for the time yeah it was great uh, you're, you're a little kid you had a little video camera and your parents you like your parents literally got you a video camera yeah i was like the cool i was so excited i was so excited and it all actually came with a little tv monitor that looked like one of those mini hell yeah that's it's the shit right there. Yeah, and you plugged it in. I brought it to school and stuff, and I just used the fuck out of that thing. And that's like show and tell, like I, winner, hands down. Yeah, I did. I won that year's show and tell, and I brought it out to recess, videotape the kickball game with commentary. You know, it was it was a whole whole cool thing. And I got one of the kids in trouble because he said fuck in it, and we played it for the class, and they were like, "How'd you catch that?" It was like you know early early. TMZ shit, you know, but uh, this shit ain't eight millimeters, son. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, and and then I just used it so much it broke, and that thing is worth money now. Obviously, a Fisher Price video camera oh, yeah. would be worth like tons of money. 
And uh, but it's never the things like this, like the PlayStation Four, where they're just ready for it. And yeah, I'm like, I'm like that, that dude. I'm like, I really want to light him on fire with the comments. And like, you've got to be out of your fucking mind. But I'm like, yeah, you'd be lucky if you could earn an Xbox price out of that. Because yeah. the thing is, you know, and I'm like, what are you gonna do if it doesn't sell, huh? You don't like the system so much. I have no idea why you bought it, and you're just trying to make money. You literally have a couple of months to uh, to try to sell it. And past January, no one's going to pay you more than it's worth. Then you're going to Craigslist. Get yeah, out of here. Exa- once the holiday season comes in and they fully stock these things, and it's to his disadvantage that, again, I was, what I was mentioning earlier, there's no must-play games, so there's no one out there that's being, oh, shit, I need to play the new Uncharted game now. There's no game out there. People are more excited to still play... Grand Theft Auto right now and other games on the old systems. I mean, it's I mean, there's some people again, the people that are reviewers and stuff, but most of them got free systems when it comes down to it. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah, you know, it's messed up that uh, it's not messed up, but it's kind of funny and cool that um, the have you ever seen the videos? I'm pretty sure I probably played this on my previous shows, but uh, Francis is angry, big fat guy. He talks with the yeah. list. No, absolutely, gets really mad at stuff. He got an exclusive uh, PS3 before. It came out like a week before it came out, but Adam Sessler did not get one. Yeah, you were telling me telling me that. That's ridiculous. What? <laughs> now, to transition a little bit, uh, what do you think of, have you heard about this thing where to comment on YouTube videos, they're, ne- they're requiring you to get a Google Plus account now? now? Oh, really? Yeah, they're, they're forcing YouTube users now to start up. Uh, Google Plus accounts if they want to interact on because YouTube. Google Plus is a dying, it's, a, it's, it's like Betamax, and they're literally the only way to save it is to make everybody, because the thing yep. is, YouTube is thriving, Google Plus is failing, so what's the best way to amp up Google Plus so it's as popular or more than Facebook? Force, yep. Boom, YouTube. For, now, not everyone's taking this sitting down or standing up. Some guy named, uh, it's LAS, Last Egg, He's got uh, 69,299 subscribers and 43,400 whatever views. So so he's he's been a been a member since 2006. So he's got, you know, a decent decent following. I mean, I kill for that following, but compared to every I mean, he's not one of the top subscribers, but he's a big he put out this post and he's frozen his account. He said, I've made all my videos unavailable because Google is trying to blackmail YouTubers into using Google Plus by removing our ability to comment and rate our videos. It wouldn't surprise me if their next move was to delete our YouTube accounts if we don't obey the holy plus sign. If YouTube was a society, it would look pretty much like North Korea right now. It's sad to see yet another great idea turned into crap because of money and greed. Please boycott... So that's how it's going on? Please bo- that's going on like in order to comment on a video, you need to have a Google Plus account. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not. I wasn't kidding about that. Please boycott YouTube until Google fixes this ridiculous mistake. Please don't upload any videos or try to watch as few as possible. There are many great alternatives. We need to show them who's really the heart and mind behind YouTube, even though it's spelled out in their damn logo. They forget that it's you. Okay, so so he has put his account on hold and requ- and is re- is requesting to to gather the masses to not upload to YouTube right now and freeze your accounts until Google stops this. I don't know if I'm backing yeah, this. That's I'm not, the dumbest idea I've ever heard. It is a dumb idea. It's I'm not doing it. But I yeah, do it's, it's protesting and all that stuff, but people like yeah, I'm pretty sure PewDiePie is gonna totally listen to you because his um the good majority of successful YouTubers, that's their bread and butter. That's their job. Yeah, they need and it. They freeze up their accounts 
it's like they're unemployed now. They're not making any money on ad revenue. So. Y- yes, there are other alt- alternatives. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Blip TV is another yeah. alternative. Uh, but Blip TV is to become a content provider. You have to go through a whole process and stuff. So it's not quite as easy. And then Vimo or whatever it is, uh, is another option as well. But really, again, like John was saying, these people make a living off this. They can't just walk away from this. Yes, this is fucked up, but I get it. I get it. Like again, what John was saying is absolutely right. It, I'm, I'm split on this because I understand that it seemed, oh, it seemed, it seems like a shitty thing to do, but it, but also beyond that, you can't blame uh, Google owns YouTube, and you can't blame for their failing social mar- social uh, networking site that they want to find a way to force more users. It, so I, I get it. I get what they're doing here. It's it's not stupid. It's a little. You know what it reminds me of? New Coke. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, not new Coke, but you know those porno mags that they have in stores, like amazing. Like, I, I, not that I know that. Yeah, I've yeah, heard, no, I know what you're talking about. But those those three packs, where like you know buy three for one price, and usually the one on top is awesome, but the ones in the middle and the ends are, are shit. <laughs> like that's literally how they're trying to bundle it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's pretty it's pretty messed up. So so. So I mean I use Google Plus probably more than the average folk do, but it's still it's still bullshit. It's a lot of bullshit. But so going on to something that's not bullshit that's pretty fucking awesome. Anyone who's watching the live video, I'm gonna put up a picture right now, and it's from a video that you can watch, and you can uh, easily Google uh, the the man that I'm about to talk about right here. The muscles from Brussels shows he can still do his signature splits in a YouTube ad for Volvo trucks. Jean-Claude Van Damme became an action star for blah, blah, blah. You know who Jean-Claude Van Damme is. So there's a video, as you can see in the picture. He's driving down the highway. They're probably not going too fast, but he's doing a split where, and you can see, if you watch the video, you can see how he got into that position, and he's doing a split between two trucks riding down the highway. Fucking A. Jean-Claude Van Damme is fucking awesome. (laughs) All right, let's see this video. Yeah, the, the I don't have the video. Uh, you, I can put the link to the oh, video, but I, I do. Uh, okay, but I have okay, the. I, I have the. Oh, I, even with all your great internet stuff. No, I, I have that. I have the capability. I could play the video, but I just I have the picture up right oh, now. No, I see the picture right there. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah. Holy so, crap! You can search they the video yourself. Video yourself, because I'm lazy and don't want to take the minute seventeen and lose my. Were, were the two trucks moving? Yes. Yes, the two trucks wow. were moving. The two trucks, and but yeah, you're absolutely, you're actually right now. And for next week, I can be a little bit more prepared because you're absolutely right. With my uh, with my increased internet speeds, I can actually play videos and probably use the desktop presenter section of uh, UStream without it crashing because I actually have enough uh, internet signal to do that. So we will experiment. You know what's crazy? There's a new program. Uh, it's probably not new, but they just upgraded this new uh, this newish program called Wirecast. Mm-hmm. Wirecast is much the exact same thing as the Ustream. I don't know what came first, the Ustream <laughs> the, app ch- the or chicken? the Ustream, uh, Ustream producer app or Wirecast because they are literally clones of each other. Mm-hmm. One costs more than the other, but it just seems like now Wirecast is kind of like the industry standard that I, am, I made move over to when producing stuff awesome. because uh, VidBlaster seems to always freeze up my computer. I don't know. It's just either I need a more powerful computer than what I really have or, I don't know, it's because the thing is it just eats up bandwidth and it just eats up um, RAM and computer processing as far as computers, so much so that the computer, like... It was the night before Christmas, 
and all through the hood. Sorry, one second. I, I was put. I was bringing up a video, and of course, advertisements come up. And now I'm going to have an advertisement for Best Buy in my video. Let me turn down the volume right now. Sorry, you're going to still have to hear the ad. I'll turn you up in a second because apparently I, there's no way to mute this because they're finding ways to fuck us in ads as I freeze this video in a second. Fucking A. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'm going blah, blah because I don't want your fucking ads to go over me. Okay, so now we put pause. Sorry about that, John. Fucking A. Sorry about that. I, you load up. You better a, be sorry. You load up a video now, getting ready to play it while your friend talks, so you can get the cue ready for the next subject matter and yeah, a yeah. fucking advertisement. Well, I'll just talk. Yeah, ex- that was the whole point. I wanted you to talk while I had it all set up. Oh, okay. And Hi, everybody. Yeah, it, no, it was working today. I was watching videos about people putting cool video broadcasting equipment inside churches. <laughs> That's awesome. a- probably doesn't pay well. No, but, that- you know, it probably makes. You probably have to be part of the church to be part of that, and I think that I probably burst into flames. You could you could church. volunteer. I had a friend that played uh, they play drums with that pl- that plays drums in my band, and he used to play drums in a church band. And I mean, he was part of the church though. And it's one of those things that looks better in prospect than than actually in and pr- and doing it. So I so to go on your last point, I, I'll definitely check out Wirecast. I'm always look for different options uh, to to try different broadcasts. I've I've messed around with live stream and messed around with a lot of other ones. So I will check out Wirecast as well. So right now I want to play a little video uh, from someone talk from Terrence Howard talking about the Iron Man issue. So here we go. Oh, no. You know, man, you're going around. Why are you didn't come back? To Iron Man, I miss you in a uniform. Oh, we got this so much. Oh, oh my God. Like to really know? Yeah. Well, it turns out, in order for um, this, the second one took the money that was supposed to go to me and pushed me out. You don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to know. He's talking about Robert Downey Jr. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, the word was that you wanted the same money as Downey. No, we did a three-picture deal. Right. So that means that you did the deal ahead of time. It was going to be a certain amount for the first one, a certain amount for the second, certain amount for the third. They came to me with the second and said, look, we will pay you one-eighth of what we contractually had for you because we think the second one would be successful with or without you. And to be fair, it was... Yeah. So, okay. Now, let's let's try to get John back in on... I love live people. Hi, Phil. Hi. How's it going, John? Hey, what should I have for dinner? You should have some macaroni and cheese. I love macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> this is what I like. This is why I love recording, pre-recording. Even though you're broadcasting live, so you get anyone who's listening live gets to hear the live experience. But then I'm going to edit the hell out of this. So, magic. <laughs> yeah, because there was tons of small problems. Yeah, small like disconnections and stuff. They're happy mistakes. They are. Ha- I don't. I honestly don't know what happened with the music. The music just once I played the video, something yeah, in my. That com- was course. That was me over the phone. Totally. Was it? Was it you over the phone? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I, th- I, I. It would have been better if it was you over the phone. So. The El Nino. <laughs> so I played the Terrence Tower, and I'll let you go in a second. Played the Terrence Tower video. Blah 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 blah. Basically. To sum it up to you, what he said was that they signed a picture deal when they did the first Iron Man movie, and then they didn't honor it. They tried to give him less money when and say they didn't need him for the next movie. Yeah. 
So they didn't need him for the next movie. I'm sorry, Terrence Howard. Shut the fuck up. Take some money. Get in the Avengers movie. Shut up. It, they didn't need you. They got Don Cheadle, and he's... I mean, I miss Terrence Howard a little bit from the for consistency, but you didn't need him. So, so yeah, he's a moron. He's just a crybaby. He beats his wife. Screw him. Yeah, screw him. So, anyways, I'll let you go and eat some dinner, John, right. and I'll finish things up. Enjoy. All right, man. Talk to you soon. I'll yeah. talk, talk to you on Sunday. Cool, bye. Peace. So that's John C. Riley saying goodbye to us, saying good night and good good riddance to bad rubbish. That's what he's saying over there. <laughs> so let's move on. Mark Wahlberg is slamming actors that compare themselves to soldiers. Now, this is one of those things that really pisses me off. And we talked about this a little last week when actors over-intellectualize their their job they're like oh oh yeah what we do is really like important and it's and it's super and it's special and it's really changing lives sitting in a chair it's like it's like we're soldiers going into war or something shut up you're actors you're playing a part that's all that matters it's easy work when it comes down to it's hard don't get me wrong acting is hard but when it comes to like physically taxing on your body or dealing with someone that has to eat shit from people on a daily basis yeah you have to occasionally deal with an angry director that's yelling at you telling you what to do but for the most part time on set is fun and you're doing something you love at at core not everyone can say that 99% of the people in the world can't say that about their fucking jobs that they're working so Mark Wahlberg said, I don't give a fuck if you get your ass busted the actor ranted, you get to go home at the end of the day, you go to a hotel room soldiers don't get to do that so Mark Wahlberg, yay. We love you, Mark. The video I was just playing a second ago, this is actually an artist's impression of Mars. It's looking beautiful and lush, and they're saying news that came out this week is that Mars is Mars used to be all beautiful and had water on it flowing. So what the fuck happened to Mars? So we're gonna end up dead planet too, yeah. Amen. So I'm just busting through a couple of these silly stories that I don't really want to talk about that I had, that I wrote down. I was going to talk a little bit about that whole Andy Kaufman thing, about the speculation that he was alive. And I, I never bought it. I saw the video, and the woman looks like a bad dinner theater actor, and she's doing sort of an Andy Kaufman impression with her voice and with her arm expressions, and she's really trying hard, almost as hard as Jim Carrey tried in Man on the Moon to do a really bad Andy Kaufman impression. So I didn't really buy it, but what I think is fucking hilarious is the fact that it just, the internet exploded, not just the internet, reputable, really good normal news sites like CNN, because I was, because they're not that word I was trying to say. But what I mean is like real news sites. This stuff wasn't on, wasn't on the Onion. It was on Fox and CNN and stuff like that. People were really reporting this, and just the fact that this joke has gone on this long. I mean, the joke. Yeah, I mean he's dead, so he can't really. I mean, he can't really laugh as far as we know. But when it comes down to it, I think that is beautiful. And someone, someone I know that was commenting on a post I put out about it said something along the lines of it would be really awesome if this was true because of how cynical people are. 
And I really couldn't agree with that statement more. Everyone's quick to point out all the holes and something. Oh, this is blah, 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 blah. It makes watching some 80s television shows nearly impossible these days. Because you're like, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. I know I, you're a little behind, so you haven't caught up to what I'm saying. I know you think it was fucking bullshit. And <laughs> she does talk to donuts. I never believed it. And I... It's just the thought of it, the fact that his his brand of comedy in the era that it was left such an impact on the world and such an impact on on the media and their portrayal of events that that some idiot, some obvi- obvious moron that talks to donuts <laughs> and a really poor acting job by Andy Kaufman's brother can sell this enough for it to be reported on CNN and Fox News. Like, it's a possibility. And somewhere, somewhere right now, not Andy Kaufman, Bob Zamuda or whatever his name was, his buddy there who had the same sick-ass sense of humor that he does, is laughing their ass off right now at the fact that this, for two seconds, was the biggest thing in the media, that this was trending everywhere, that people are actually talking like Andy Kaufman could be alive. Not in that tre- not in that cheesy Tupac way, like, oh, maybe he's on an island somewhere with Kurt Cobain and Elvis, blah, 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 blah. I mean, just in the sil- silly sense of people are paying attention to this. Somewhere all Andy Kaufman's real friends are laughing their fucking collective asses off at this. And that people are stupid enough to even stop to believe this. And that is what I think is hilarious. And that's why I think this woman, as crazy or as bad as her theater degree from from some homeschooling place that she got it from. Please don't follow the girl out the door, everybody. Respect her privacy. Now, Dad wanted to come here, but um, he chickened out. Do, 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 do. It, I mean, it was bad. I, I want to say I have uh, easy access to the link right now, so let me look for that for a second. But but what I meant when I was saying it at the time yesterday and is I do appreciate the thought that I think we do as a culture, it wouldn't hurt to have something like this slap somebody in the fucking face. Something almost real like this to... Something that is real like this. But it's not. But it would be great if it was. I guess that's what I'm saying. It's not It's not real and no one thinks it's real. That... I mean, his... It basically got debunked. If it, was, if it ever had a chance, it got debunked by his wife who came out and said something along the lines of she was in the room when he died. So <laughs> so here we go. This is the video, the audio of her doing it. Give me a second. Hopefully TMZ won't play an ad, but I'll turn the volume down just in case. So here. Let's see the video. This is going to be the video in a few seconds as soon as it loads up of of her. Now I should have learned something from uh from Kick-ass producer John C. Riley to always have videos you plan to play preloaded so you're not loading it while you're streaming because that's a problem. So anyone out there that's learning podcasting might know, can learn about that one-on-ones because I think my audio is probably breaking up right now as I'm broadcasting. But fortunately, I'm audio taping this. <laughs> this is pre-recorded. La, 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 la. The video is loading right now, and play. 
So we're back over here. So yeah, just the fact that people are talking about this and thinking about this as a possibility is fucking brilliant. Way to go, Andy Kaufman, to fuck with people enough that anybody could possibly on earth think that you could have faked your own death. <laughs> and I mean, I guess it rains credence because of all the stuff that Bob Zamuda did at the time. Like, he told me this because he was really sad about his dad, and it's very strange for me too because I didn't get to meet him. I never got to meet you. I mean, it would make so, you my uncle. So do you feel like I'm your uncle? I don't feel like you're my uncle because I don't know you, but you have the similar thingy, like the eyes and stuff. Does he have any message? He, no, he sent you, he was giving a message. Well, he didn't tell me specifically to impart anything, but I just know that he's so like excited about this. I didn't know that he watched all of the stuff on YouTube because he hid everything from us or on the internet. But then when we had a million billion discussions, So that's a few seconds of it. The video cut out isn't loading in time. We'll click that off right there. So yeah, that's a few seconds of her doing it and doing it well. And there we go again. We're back. We and we're back. Uh, so that was a few seconds of her doing her thing. If you want to check out the video, uh, I will put a link to it in the description below. I will put a link to it in the description below. And we're also clicking, oh, this might be a YouTube link of it. Yeah, here we go. A, U a YouTube link of it. It's probably the same thing that we were just listening to. <laughs> but of course, there's going to be an advertisement on this, I bet. Oh my God, I need to start up a Google Plus account to log into, log into YouTube right now. What the fuck is going on? Freaking bastards. So yeah, this woman, as uh, John mentioned before, she talks donuts. <laughs> She's a freak. I'm, I'm not trying to prove anything, you know. It's just that, like, he told me this because he was really sad about his dad. And it's very strange for me, too, because I didn't get to meet him. I never got to meet you. I mean, it would so, make you my uncle. So do you feel like I'm your uncle? I don't feel like you're my uncle <laughs> because I don't know you, but you have the similar thingy, like... Does he Oh my god, I can't watch it again because I've watched it a few times now and her acting is really bothers me in it. Because she's obviously fake. It's really bad dinner theater. I like the story a lot better before I watched the video. <laughs> when, I, when I just read the story, I liked it. And I even stopped myself from clicking on the video for a little while because I was like, uh, uh, I don't want this ruined for me. And I, or, and I watched it and sh her performance is really poor. It doesn't come off. I mean, I understand she was trying to do a really bad Andy Kaufman impression, but she she comes off so overly done, nervous, and and if she's trying to prove she's Andy Kaufman's daughter, that's not how to do it. it 
if she really wanted to have some credence, she would have come in there and been very calm about it and not and seem nervous to talk to the crowd and stuff. Why couldn't he? It, <laughs> and the, uh, someone else said this. I'm stealing this joke from somebody. And the uncle wouldn't have given her a hug. He gives her a hug at the end of the video. It would be like, here's a swab. Let me take your DNA right now. And I know, yeah, this comes down to the cynicism thing that I was talking about. But who cares? I want to know. I mean, if you're making claims like this, literal claims like this, to the point, again, where it becomes actual news, then, that I mean, maybe she just wants some publicity for herself as a performer or just wants her 15 minutes or something. Or maybe this is somehow connected to, obviously, the brother is in on the joke and part of the joke. So, again, this just stinks to me of uh, of just a lot of bullshit. It's just a lot of fucking bullshit. But I do have to give her credit again. Or not give her credit because anyone could pull this off just because of who Andy Kaufman was and what he did to people's minds. I know it was Jim Carrey playing him, but if but the but the fact that it was a real situation, and I just wish I could have uh, seen the real situation, like when he is in the in the office pitching the Andy Kaufman special in the part with a V hold of the TV fucks up, and he get, forces everyone to get off their TVs and try to mess with the television and fix it, and the guy from the uh, I, I mean most of this probably didn't happen. Because of the movie purposes, but when the guy from the network gets up and tries to mess with the TV, he's like, "We're we're the most the biggest network in the country. We can't get TVs that work." <laughs> and Andy Kaufman just like tried to bite his tongue, uh, laughing his ass off, and setting the standard for like the guys from South Park, uh, doing things like like wanting the bit to last, really wanting the bit to be like a five second bit and initially putting it in the recording for the show as a 30 second bit and causing a tantrum and getting them to say, okay, but you can only do it for five seconds. And he was like, oh, well, five seconds is perfect. That's all we want. It's just fucking genius. Him and Zapruder were, were just both ridiculous, hilarious geniuses with their, with their wackiness. With their silly wackiness there, kids. So, yes. So that, I mean, that was basically what I wanted to talk about that situation. We could go on and on and on, but give this woman way more press than she needs for me talking about it. So I do want to talk a second about Black Friday. And I'm not going to pub any specific company or anything like that. But I remember when Black Friday used to be something worth going out for. You didn't know what it, what was going to happen. It was there was some mystery to it, and just like everything now, it's bought and sold and and displayed. And Black Friday starts earlier and earlier. Now it's it's silly or thirsty Thursday nights before Black Friday, where the store is open on uh, Thanksgiving night now at I think nine o'clock, and they give you and they're showing you what the deals are going to be ahead of time. I remember we used to have to wait at the front. I remember back in my day. When things were interesting, when it used to be like the stampede and there'd be a line at the door. And I mean, you're probably still going to do this just because just for the fun of it. And I guess this connects to the PlayStation 4 that we were talking about. But I used to love that. It'd be like, ready, set, go. And the doors open. And there's just every mad rush to the electronics department to see what the deals are. And there'd be special websites that you'd have to go to specifically that could get teasers on what the deals were. But now it's just like the websites themselves are just putting out that information and they're telling you all the cool stuff that's for sale really, really cheap. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I could go through some of these awesome deals right now, but nah, we're not going to do that. You can. The point is you can look up that information yourself. I could have had an exclusive. I could have been like, exclusively from Phil Issues Guy, I'm going to bring you the Black Friday deals before you can get them anywhere else. Come on down to Crazy Phil's, Crazy Phil's Repo Factory. At Roots 1 and 60. No, I'm not going to do that. That's not the kind of party this is. So, on uh, final note, let's go in our last call, final issue, silliness of the day. Like the first thank, well, let's go. We're, now I have to actually bring up the music again because I canceled everything and everything in their mother because I started freaking out. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Things are playing and I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that and this thing plays here. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Where is that? There it is. There we go. Come on. Open up. Open with QuickTime 7. Let's do QuickTime 7 this time because I like to mix things up. And there we go. So here we go. We're going to click this off here and push play right there for you. This time the song's supposed to happen. <laughs> Let's get over here. Now, Batman. Yep. The Batsuit. Such an important part of all of our lives. Everyone that's dressed up like Batman. But it's, you know, it's more important for some of us. The ones that do porn. But after what four live-action Batman actors in the past of decades, past couple of decades, at least a couple of the bat suits per actor. Some have looked good, some have looked bad. And we're coming up on a new Batman. Our Ben Affleck Batman. He's the one we're dealing with these days. Well, according to... I don't even know how to how to talk about this. Well, according to a professional fanboy and friend of Ben Affleck's, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith likes it. He says Snyder hit the nail in the coffin. <laughs> I mean, no, has hit, has nailed the look of Batman. On his podcast, Smodcast, uh, Smith revealed that Snyder showed him a picture of the costume after moderating the Man of Steel Blu-ray event this weekend. Here is what he had to say. I saw the Batman costume. More than that, well, I saw the Batman costume. And more than that, blah, 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 give me some cheese whiz. <laughs> I saw a picture of Ben Affleck in a costume. No, I don't want to give anything away because that's up to them and stuff. But I'm going to say this. I instantly bear hugged Snyder. You have not seen this costume in a movie on film before. And for a comic book fan, it was mind bending. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Only you have enough power to pull this off, man, because everyone else, like, does this fucking Matrixy kind of X-Men black armor thing. There wasn't a single nipple on this fucking suit, man. It was fantastic. I'm telling you, as a geek, I was just like, it blew my mind. I think everyone's just going to be like, holy shit, it's its own thing, man. It's like we haven't been down this path at all. Smith also mentioned that the costume was a, uh, very, a very redacted influence to it. The redacted part, however, is bleeped out of the podcast, so now it's time to start guessing what he said. I'm going to go with very gimp-influenced. I'm guessing he said very Dark Knight Returns-influenced in is what I'm guessing. I'm guessing that, it's ve that that's the style he's looking for, and we're going to get a very similar... Let me pause this for a second. We're going to get a very similar story as the Dark Knight 
uh, returns with a Superman versus Batman sort of thing where Superman's working for the government to stop the Batman and Batman brings down Superman. But it's going to change in a sense where the, they're going to become friends and realize that Lex Luthor is planning and plotting the whole thing the whole time. And maybe Lex will be president in this universe. Who knows which way it's going to go. But it is kind of exciting. And, and I don't know. When I first... when. I don't know if Kevin Smith's the type of guy that would say he didn't like it if he didn't like it or say he liked it if he didn't like it unless they were giving him something. Unless he's got a cameo in the movie or or a producer's credit or something. I think I've heard him bash Ben Affleck before and I think I and I heard him bash the decision as Ben Affleck when it first start when it, when the the news first hit the hit hit the hit the interwebs. I've heard him ragging on it as well. So so we'll see. We'll see. I'm cautiously optimistic about the Batman look and the style of Batman they're going to go with. I very much think they're going to go with the older Batman and, as I said, more of a Dark Knight Returns style Batman, a Batman that's that's coming out of retirement because he's freaking out because an alien, su- alien suddenly showed up and fucked with uh, the biggest city in the country. So... I tend to think that's how they're going to go with Batman. And and in that case, I can see how Ben Affleck might do well in that type of role. And especially if he's in a big super armor Batman suit, which I which from the impression I'm getting is what Kevin Smith is hinting at. So we'll see about that. I'm pretty excited. And my final, final thought is, is my stupid sounds. No, is Curse of Writing is dying. And you know what I feel about this? I, I don't have much to talk about this, but Curse of Writing's dying. And and I feel that these motherfucking kids should have to learn this Curse of Writing because I had to deal with this crap all through high school as well. Or all through high school. Yeah, all through the beginning parts of high school where I had to write papers and this shit. And then elementary school writing Curse of hours and hours perfecting the way those damn goddamn letters worked. It was like an artistic landscape. And for us fucking kids that have no artistic ability anyway, any shape, any form, it really sucked doing that Curse of Writing. And I want to fucking kill it and these kids these days this is what's wrong with kids they're not doing cursive writing <laughs> you know you know man it's like that's what's wrong with the kids today man it's the cursive writing they're not doing it anyways folks thank you very much for tuning into this week's issues program you can check out all my past podcasts and news articles at issuesprogram.com Check out all my videos and videos versions of the podcast at YouTube if you search Phil the Issues Guy. Follow me on Twitter at I Get Issues Man. And on Facebook, search The Issues Program. And there's also an issues group there you can ask to join. And uh, you can check me out on, uh, well, I'll be recording it live, but please check out The Couch Masters. Search that on YouTube and search that on Facebook and Twitter and all this, all the different places. And check out our video, the podcast I do with John and Jesse and Colin and occasionally D-Ray as well. And uh, we've got some videos coming for you over there at the podcast over at the Couch Masters as well. And please check out my friends, the Boston Bass Brigade, Land of Ash, all those good people. I will be back next week. Possibly Thursday, possibly Friday, depending on what's easier for me with work type situations. Call in anytime you listen to this podcast, 781-990-8509 or text it. Let me know what you think, what your opinions on stuff I talked about today and any questions you have. So I will talk to everybody next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. 
to get your nerd on. Kick the week off right with games, gadgets, and general geekery from the ladies of the Electric Sisterhood. On Tuesdays, get your pop culture news and reviews with a pure Bostonian perspective on the Boston Bastard Brigade. Geek Agro is coming at you on Wednesdays to fill what's left of your cerebral cortex with the hottest beats to get you on your feet. Then on Thursdays, you have me, Phil the Issues Guy, presenting the Live Issues Program. It's going down each week, only in the land of Ash. Nerdcore at its finest. 